Hi, I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Light Beamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Inside Story Podcast. I'm your host, April Adams Pertwee, and I have a special guest with me today where we're going to talk all about how to leave people wanting more more, more, more from you with your really smart copy. I have with me my dear friend that I just love and adore, uh, Marisa Corcoran, who is from the Copy Confidence Society. She also runs an amazing online summit called the Copy Chat. And she is a copywriting expert. And she, let me tell you, Marisa runs with the big dogs, you guys. So this is a really good episode to learn more about Um, Yes, storytelling, but more specifically, how you use your words. You know, copywriting is just really a really strategic way of using your words when you are communicating specifically on your copy, maybe writing emails or your social media posts, or you might be building sales pages on your website or anything along those lines that if you're a business owner, you know all about, right? So I'm really excited to dive in with my friend, Marisa, and we are also going to be sharing, I want her to share a big part of her story that I think is a really beautiful illustration of what can happen with a beautiful online community when things go awry in your world. And she has a really beautiful um, illustration of that. I know a lot of people still struggle with kind of playing heavily in the online space and really understanding that the people that you're connecting with online are actually just real humans, you know, and you have a beautiful opportunity to build community with people when you do write really good copy and you share your story and you show up with your visibility to grow your audience. Those are real people on the other side of those following numbers, right? The people who are following you, the people who are commenting, they're actually real humans. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to the show, Marisa. So happy you're here. Oh, April, I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And for those of you who don't know, fun fact, Marisa is the one who actually inspired me this past summer to take my roadshow, to do this whole roadshow thing, because- you have been on, like your roadshow has been pretty epic. So you started a roadshow before I did. I totally stole the idea from you. I'm glad. You started a roadshow and the first one was in um, Austin awesome. and you invited me to come over and I spoke at it. I was your guest speaker and 
I got to see what you were doing. It was this really small, intimate affair, six women sound familiar. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. Uh, but you've been on the road for the last like three months or more doing yes. this. How is your road show going? Yeah. So we've been on the road. It's so interesting to talk to you now, like towards the yeah. top end of it. Because I was, that was at your I first one. You, it was like the beginning. Yeah. So we've been on the road for six months. We started at oh, the six months of the year Holy cow. in February. Yeah. Um, so we like put all our stuff in storage in Atlanta where we were living and we set out and we lived most of March in Miami. So I remember I saw you in, in Miami. Miami for a bit. And then we did most of, we made our way to New Orleans. And then we did most of April in Austin, Texas, where I threw the first roadshow event. And then we made our way to New Mexico for a little bit. We did some time in Sedona, the Grand Canyon. And then most of May, we were in California, starting in San Diego. And that's where I did the second roadshow in San Diego. And then we made our way up the coast. We did like a 12 day tour after that, up the California coast into Oregon into Seattle, where we spent about six weeks. Our longest stop was in Seattle, where I did the third roadshow in early July. And then as of like July 21st, we started making our way kind of back. We went to Idaho, uh, Montana, Yellowstone, the Badlands, Crazy Horse, uh, Mount Rushmore, Iowa, Chicago, Louisville. And just yesterday, we got back to Atlanta just for a week. And then we're gonna switch out some stuff and go up the East Coast. And we'll do our next road show in October in Syracuse, New York, which is my hometown. And we'll do our final road show actually back in Miami, because when we were first starting, it just felt too quick to do a road show right away. Like we had gone from living in a house to all of a sudden we were like on the road with like a couple of suitcases and it just felt like a lot to do. So we'll actually do a final one in November in Miami that we'll probably travel to by plane, probably not the car. Yeah. Um, and that'll be like our final roadshow. But yeah, we've been, I mean, we've been to 28 states. I've slept in 44 different places at 45 mm -hmm. as of last night. Um, yeah, it's been, it's yes. been a wild year, <laughs> a wild year of just you and your husband and your dog, just yeah. hitting the road and making road. this your year, you know, to do yeah. that, which I think is so amazing that you're doing it. You can do it right. That you just at that stage of life where that can be done. And it's just been so fun to watch you. And actually, you know, we can start there with a the road show because part of, part of what, you know, since I've gotten to know you and you and I are in a mastermind together and that's how we got introduced. And we've been, we go into some events together and just, you know, just, you know, instantly fell in love with each other, which I love so much. Um, but now that I've learned more about you and I followed you and I see what you're doing, you know, you have built this really beautiful community through copywriting, you know, as a copywriter, teaching other people, great copywriting, you have built this really beautiful community and the road show is an illustration of that. So you hit the road to like go out and connect with people in your community. They come to meet you in person. What has that been like? And what has that taught you about the community that you have built? Mm. I think a great example of this is at the Austin Roadshow, which you were at, we had a member of our community-ish uh -huh. who's been in our community. Who's now a member of our community, which oh, is super fun. Gosh, that's so good. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Yay. Oh my God. That's what I love. That's what I love. They yes. bring the good people together and it's all good. Great. That makes my day. So Ish has been with me since 2019. Like Ish was in, I used to have this thing way back when, right off of the copy chat, like the second, first copy chat. I did this small program called the Write Your Website Workshop. 
-hmm. that ish was a part of. And then I got ready to launch the second round, which is so wild because we're about to launch the 10th round of the Copy Confidence Society. But the second round of the Copy Confidence Society and ish joined. So to have ish be part of the community and be so like it part of her journey. Um, when I opened the door in Austin, when she rang the doorbell and opened the door in the Airbnb and it was ish, I just like lost my mind. It was just so cool to see her in person. Somebody that was the first time you had met her in person, met her in person. And I could go down the line of so many people who've been part of the community. Same thing happened in Seattle. One of Ish's pals from her round of society, Jocelyn, she came to the Seattle one. And when Jocelyn showed up, I was just like, I was like in tears as Jocelyn's here. My gosh, just people that that you've been so part of their lives and their business and their copy and bringing their messaging to life to see them in real life. It's been. Yeah. These have been digital connections, yes. right? Like these digital friends, my daughter calls them. So like, mom, you yes. have a lot of digital, digital friends. friends. I'm like, I yes. sure do. <laughs> totally. And to meet them in real life and to watch people travel for the road shows, we've yeah. had people fly in for the road shows, come in, really just be so excited to be in the room. And we had people that like went to buy tickets and they couldn't, they sold out. And it was just, I think a real testament to the power of this community and people wanting, not just me, but wanting to meet other members of their mm-hmm. round. Oh, you're going to be at that one. I want to be at that one. And I think it was really powerful uh, for me to see just what we started to create in the fall of 2018 and to watch that in 2023, five years later, right? 19, 23, yeah, 23 just see it in such a really cool, cool way. And I've been wanting to do a live event, but I felt so overwhelmed by like what mm-hmm. we typically see from live events. Yeah. Cause we go to some ones that are kind of big and they're a big deal yeah. and they cost a lot of money and all the things. Yes. And I was like, I want that live element because it's so much of what we like that community that we've created. How could I do that? So when we decided we were going to do the road trip, I just kind of had this idea. I was just going to do these meetups, like in each city, I would just do like a meetup and people could just come. And then I was like, well, wait, if I kept it like, and, and then that's kind of how the roadshow came yeah. to be. So at the Austin, like you were at the first one, April, I was like, all right, here we go. Let's see. And it's worked so well. That's the same structure we've used for yeah. the other two so far. And we'll keep using it. It's, it's worked really well. So it's been yeah. for anybody that's listening, like you get to um, carve and curate your own experiences, however works for you. Like essentially by the end of this year, I will have done five, six live quote unquote live events, which add up to a pretty significant amount of people, but they've been done in these little intimate pockets Mm -hmm. as opposed to just like having one big one. Now, somebody else might be like, Oh, I'd rather just do one big one, right? Like we're all different. But for me, I love these little pockets of connection in each place that we've gone to. Me too. I mean, yeah. I, I really thank you for just illustrating and modeling it for me because then I was like, oh, I could do this, yeah. you know, and I got really excited and yeah. I love seeing your um, it's like been you're a on lot the of bike, fun. your promo, you were like my little bike. bike. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that's, yeah, that's one of the things that I've been so impressed by. And that I think that I feel a kindred spirit with you around is that you are a community driven person as am I, you know, like that's everything. My community has built my business and it's, it's, you know, sustained me in a lot of ways. And I know it has done that for you in huge ways. If you would share um, more about, you know, over the last couple of years, maybe just even a year ago, I think it was a little over a year ago, uh, you know, when your personal life kind of fell apart, what happened as a result of having this community, which 
has been built by you being a copywriting expert and delivering these trainings and building community around that, which we're going to talk more about copywriting in a minute and really how to, how to leave people hanging with your words, you know, how to, how to really weave in copywriting, really good, smart copywriting into everything that you do. But for you backing up, like it's been this community that has kind of held you up during times in need. I'd love for you to share the story of what you're, what you went through, um, specifically and, and how that, how that community rallied for you. Yeah. So on the morning of July 11th, 2022, so a little over a year ago, I got that, like, do you have a few minutes to talk call from my doctor? Um, and I, at that time was informed that I had breast cancer, that I was 37 years old and that I had, um, early stage breast cancer. Uh, that had come from my annual visit to my doctor. My doctor felt uh, an incredible, beautiful, intuitive gynecologist, the kind of doctor I wish for everyone in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're in Atlanta, I'll tell you who he is and that's who you should go to. Um, (laughs) And uh, I remember him being like, no, do you you feel this? This feels uh, strange to me, but it feels like a cyst. Like if you just, you're 37, you never had a mammogram, you should go, they'll, they'll aspirate it because it's painful. And so I was like, okay, I like go to my mammogram, whatever. Which and is interesting because I've always heard that breast cancer doesn't typically show up as painful, but yours was right. painful. No, no, because this is the story is that it, so he didn't, he thought it was a cyst and he was like, just go get it. So when I went for the mammogram, they came into the room and they said, okay, what your doctor felt on your left side is just dense tissue. It's not a cyst. It's just dense. You're totally fine. And I was like, oh, okay, great. They're like, but on your right breast in the mammogram, we see something that's a little peculiar that we'd like to explore more. So my doctor saved my life, but like, didn't intend to, does that make sense? Like what he thought was on my left breast and my breast cancer was in my right breast. Wow. So if he never divine intervention, hundred percent. If he never sent me, I wouldn't have had my first mammogram until I was because 40. you were 37, was yeah, 37. So I wouldn't have had my first mammogram until 40, 41. I don't have breast, a history of breast cancer in my family. And by that time, but I've been told by my breast surgeon, my oncologist people, like I would have been in a very different place. So I was able to catch it early stage. Um, thanks to my gynecologist. Uh, and so began this journey of the summer where we were planning actually of going away for three months, we were going to do a, like a mini version of the road trip mm-hmm. where we were just going to go away for like three months, come back. So we were literally getting ready that following week. So July 18th to leave for three months, I got diagnosed on July 11th. So that was, that it was no longer happening. So I kind of spent the entire summer. They wanted, you know, I was, I was young. So it was like, okay, all these tests I had to do a breast MRI, all this. So we planned for my first surgery, which is going to be, which was August 19th. And we were in pre-launch for the Coffee Confidence Society, which was happening in the fall. And I am the sole financial provider of my family. The business is how we live. Yep. You and, and your husband work the business. Husband, yep. My husband works inside the business with me. But you're I, the front face of it. Yes. Thank you, April. I am the front face. <laughs> you are. Um, and it was the, the wildest time because it was like, well, do we push back the launch? So with my own coach at the time, we set up like three different scenarios based on what my oncologist would say. We could keep the launch at the same time. We could move it by a couple of months. We could cut it and just take the hit. Like we had the scenarios putting me first. 
when I talked to my breast surgeon who got like a crash course in online business, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you how this works. My oncologist was like, okay, so if you could do this, could you, I go, okay, well, this is when the launch would be blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I think we could, you know, make this work. And I was like, okay, I'd like to still go through it. And now I say this knowing that if you are out there and can't imagine that I launched after having breast cancer surgery, I, I understand for me the best thing that I could do was not sit around and be focused, like to be knowing that I had to show up for like something else, which was still going to be six, seven weeks later. Um, but what it was, was I couldn't do the same kind of pre-launch where we would do all these case studies with everybody. And like, I would interview everybody and we'd have all this content. We couldn't do it because I was at home in a breast binder. Like I couldn't do it. Um, and I had to rest. I knew that. So this is where I really, really leaned into the community. And I created this thing where members of the community interviewed each other for the case study. So smart. Yes. Which April take breast cancer out of it was one of the best things I could have ever done because I wasn't involved in it. So people were re- that were watching it were really like, wow, this is a member of the community interviewing somebody else like on there. So you're really getting their full experience. I wasn't there like curating it anyway. So we had that. Then I had people because we launched the society before from the copy chat, from this community that we built saying, Marisa, I'm happy to share an email about the, knowing that I couldn't do my same kind of stuff. People said, I'm happy to share an email for you. I'm happy to support you, whatever you need me to do. Because we've built this, because from 2018 to 2022, I'd been focused you know, we've never spent a dime on paid advertising. It's always been organic. It's always been through the power of relationships, community, every single thing that we've done, whether it's our members in the society, my colleagues, all of it has been through that. So I was really grateful that people were like, I'm happy to share an email. I'm happy to do it, which proved to be even better than I could have imagined because after my first surgery, I went in for my, my post-op the next week. And I walked in there with my breast binder. Like I I was like, look at me. I made it through my lumpectomy. Like, look at me. And I walk in there only for her to tell me like they didn't get it all. And they had to go back in. And I had to have another surgery two weeks later, which was now two weeks now before we would go into the launch for the Copy Confidence Society. And I remember like, I just had like a breakdown in there. It was the day before my anniversary. I just had a whole different idea of how that day was going to go. And it was, and I was like, all right, let me wrap my brain around this. Like, this is what we got to do. They have to do a margin revision. They missed it. They have to go get more. Fine. My health comes first, you know, but again, the case studies were rolling without me, you know, because I didn't really tell full parts of the community. I didn't. And again, everybody's journey is different. I wanted to be in a place where I felt like I could really speak about it yeah. Um, without being in it, in it. So I didn't yeah. really tell the full community until December 20, like on the winter solstice, I kind of told everybody what had been going on in the summer, but obviously the people that needed to know in the summer, like knew. Um, and my second surgery was a success. And my recovery actually for my second surgery was a lot better than my first one. Mm-hmm. I actually, it's a whole other story, but I learned a lot about myself second recovery versus first recovery, like mm-hmm. second recovery. You did really better. Let, you learned some things. I really let myself like rest second recovery. First yeah. recovery. I was like, I'm going to go home and eat like a whole sushi platter because <laughs> doctors, that's a whole other story. Doctors don't tell you anything, but like go back to your normal life. And you're like, mm, I don't think coming off of anesthesia, like it's the best thing for me to like eat a sushi platter. Yeah. You know? So like second, I had like, I was in my bone broth in my, like, <laughs> my bra, you know, and I was in my cozy pajama. Like it was just, it was a better recovery. Um, 
and we went into the launch of the society and it was, it was a six figure launch and it was, it was incredible. It was, it was awesome. And that's really thanks to the power of the community, um, that supported me, um, through, through it. And I did it. So, you know, from my perspective, um, and thank you for sharing that story. I think even just the breast cancer side of things, like that's a very important story to share for women's health or, you know, go get your mammograms, like all the things in your thirties. Right. But you're not doing that in your thirties. Right. Yeah. Don't wait. So something I learned from my breast surgeon is that she really recommends for women to have a baseline mammogram, thermography, whatever you believe, like get your breast checked in your thirties. Don't wait till you're, um, 40 to be mm-hmm. doing it because they're seeing breast cancer in women in their thirties earlier and earlier. And yeah, I was, I was 37 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And this community and this thing that you'd already been building since 2008, you know, it 2018. It, I'm sorry, 2018. I was thinking that, but didn't say it. So 2008, I was a broke actor (laughs) living in New York, working four jobs in 2008. That's what I was doing in 2008, living with three people in Astoria, Queens, off the last stop on the end train. That's what I was doing in 2008. Bible. (laughs) Love it. Yeah, it wasn't always six figure launches. No, it was not. I would have died. 2008, Marisa would be like no flipping way is this going to be 2023, Marisa? 2008, Marisa could not have, she was exhausted. She was working three jobs and living off at the last stop of the end train in Queens. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, that's a whole nother side of your story too, mm-hmm. is that you were like this um, actor, you know, yeah. you, you went to Harvard, but yet you had no money and you couldn't make a living and you were in all this debt. And really like you have transformed your life, you know, your business and what you've been able to do online and building this, online community, teaching people copywriting and, um, you know, sharing your story along the way, quite honestly, has really changed your life. Like if we just drill it down in a nutshell, that that is kind of where you came from. A hundred percent. Like when we started the copy chat in 20, we, we built it in 2018 and premiered it in 2019. And I think what made it different from other summits that people were seeing was I would do these recaps at night after the summit. And at the time I didn't have an office April. So it was literally in my living room mm-hmm. and I would set up my, my like cell phone, like on a stack of books and a thing of vitamins that like, I never took at the time. I probably should have, cause I would have breast cancer a few years later. So I probably should have been taking those vitamins. And my phone was like leaned against the vitamins and I would brought a lamp from the bedroom out. So I could like light, I didn't even have a ring light. And I remember people would just stay on this live for like an hour And people were like, I feel like I'm in your living room with you. And yes, I was talking about what was happening on the copy chat, but I was really like telling stories about like my life as an actor, um, my grandpa, my like struggle with acne, my dog, like, but isn't this kind of the key to copywriting? Like, this is kind of like, this is the ninja hack is storytelling. This is it because people make purchasing decisions based on two things. One is what you're selling something that I want. That's your message. So when people ask you what you do, do you have a very clear way to describe that? That people are like, oh, I get what you do, or I need this, or I know someone who needs this. And number two, the number two purchasing decision is, is are you the person that I want to do it with? Mm-hmm. Which is why your voice, your values, it matters versus if I'm going to hire uh, somebody, I'm going to go, oh, I really jive with um, April's story or her past as being, you know, um, a journalist and being on TV or the story that, you know, she shares about her family or her faith. Like, 
whatever it is, that's the, that matters just as much as that first thing. So when people don't have that second thing, there can be like a disconnect between your art. It doesn't matter how skilled you are, how great at what you are, what you do. Like there's a reason that bedside manner, like for doctors is like a thing. Like, again, my, my intuitive, incredible gynecologist, he's wildly smart, but the way that he brings his own stories in and will talk to you and take that time. I mean, there's not a, a woman in Atlanta who isn't like, get me in. They love to that guy. Yeah. To that oh, guy. It's wild. There's like Facebook, like forums where people like it. My friend Kelly was like, cause um, she goes to him too. We were laughing. Like it all goes back to him. Yeah. Like I was in this forum where somebody else was like raving about him. I'm like, yeah, because that's his ability to really connect with you and share his story with you. Like I've had him share a story with me like two years ago where I was like, thank you for sharing that with me. You know, like he really cares. And I think we, we discount that in the online space, especially in the age of like chat GPT or AI. I was like, how much oh, space can sure. I put between me and my story? And it's like, y'all know, like, no, 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 You like, this is how you're going to make money. You have to be able to create that connection with people. This is how people, you know, one of the biggest purchasing decisions I made last year was to revamp our website. Mm -hmm. And I made it because the person that I chose, I absolutely love. But this is also somebody whose personality I love. And she always would post like her different manicures that she would get the coolest artwork on her Instagram stories. And I just remember being like, if she's this creative, like with her nails, can you imagine like what my photo shoot and all that's going to be? And I dropped like $20,000 to do that. So I think we, we forget like storytelling is the answer period. Yeah. I mean, it, I, you know, hello, I totally, I totally agree. And you know, how we use our words is, you know, we, I love that you brought up, you know, AI and chat GBT, and we can, we can have words spit out for us in a matter of nanoseconds now. And that's going to be a choice that people are going to have to make going forward is, are they going to use that or are they going to use it as leverage? Like, I think it's great to go in get some ideas, maybe get some word banks that like, oh, I can't even think of anything today, but it's our jobs as, as communicators, as storytellers, as business owners, as people with powerful messages, as, as really just people who want to serve and, and make an impact. And I believe that's, you know, the majority of the people listening to this show is it's our job to weave our stories into that and add the flavor and add the texture and the descriptions and the emotion that an AI service is just not going to ever, ever be able to do for you. I mean, I don't know. They're talking about AI developing empathy, but you know, at the end of the day, yeah, that's, that's a real thing. But it's a real I, thing. But, but I anyway, I don't. In the sense of like, you can use it as a skeletal structure. Exactly. It's a collaborator. We were talking about this the season of the copy chat. Um, Kevin Rogers on the copy chat was talking about this. Like, it's a collaborator. But you're still going to need to be able to add like those experiences in. And that's what you need to be able to, to understand what it is that you want to share or talk about or, or, or bring back. And how does it connect back to your message and all that, which is just, it's, uh, I think we forget that like storytelling, it's our oldest form of communication. It dates back to the Chauvet <laughs> Caves 30,000 years ago. Totally. Like this is how we communicate as a people. So being able to figure that out for yourself. And I think people think like, if you don't have some grand origin story, then, oh, you don't have a story to tell, but really, yes, people responded to my breast cancer story, of course, 
But really the stories that people respond to are what I call, what I learned in my afterlife, what we call slice of life moments, mm-hmm. Yep. which is like stories about my grandpa, me at Target, me mm-hmm. watching, you know, the new sex in the city and just like that. And just talking about like how terrible, <laughs> why is it so bad when I'm still watching it, you know, or like funny story about my mom, like getting her purse stolen at church. Like, like, you know, these little, that's what people are gravitating towards. And so I think that there's just like layers to this that just once people can really understand it for themselves, it's, it can be just so powerful. Oh yeah, for sure. And so, you know, you have this whole program, um, the copy confidence society where you are, you know, twice a year bringing cohorts of people into that and teaching them, you know, teaching them obviously everything they need to know about copywriting. So, and we will absolutely, I know you're, you're going to be sharing that, um, soon. Um, I think when this episode comes out, you'll be kind of heading into a launch. So we want to link that up because if you really want to go deeper into copywriting, I do not recommend anybody else besides Marisa Corcoran. Okay. So I will just share with you. I think she is the bomb.com when it comes to this. But for those who are just like, okay, what do I really need to know about copywriting? If I've never really dove into copywriting, they hear a lot from me around storytelling and you've done a great Mm -hmm. job just now of kind of like the importance of storytelling and storytelling is part of copywriting. But, you know, when you get somebody that's like, okay, I need to, or do I need to even pay attention to my copywriting? And if I, if so, like, what do I need to know? Where, where do people start with you? Yeah. It's a great question. So I always say like your business has three basic needs. Like one, you have to sell in a way that feels good. If you don't have a buyers, you don't have buyers, you don't have a business. You don't have a business. Number two, you have to know how to call in the right people to sell to. We know this as lead generation, audience growth. Yeah. And number three, part of your message. Right. And so number three, you have to know what to say and how to say it so that you can do one and two, so that you can call in the right people to sell to, which is why copy matter. People will be like, Oh, copy's the icing on the cake. Like I got to figure this out with a business coach or do this. And it's like, I got to no, get copy. my website built first. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like copy is, it is the cake. It's the butter. It's the, if you're gluten-free like me, it's the gluten, gluten-free flour, it's the eggs. It's how these things start to happen. So inside of the copy confidence society, what we're focused on is number one, how can we help you create that uncopyable message? So a lot of copywriting programs will dive you right into copywriting, the templates, the structure, sales page, websites, all that. Don't worry, we give you all of that. But what I've found from doing this work since 2013 is that 95% of the time, you don't have a copy problem. You have a messaging problem. And once you understand the clarity around the messaging, then it's like the floodgates open and you actually know what to put into the copy. So something very unique about the Copy Confidence Society is that the first part of the program is focused on your messaging. And we don't even unlock the copy modules until you you have you feel super clear on your messaging, you feel super clear on what we just talked about, that personality in your copy. Like what are those key kind of points about you or things that you want to share? That voice of customer, but not voice of customer like do they drink coffee or tea? We're not talking about like superficial details that don't matter. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like actual words and phrases so that people feel like, oh wow, it feels like you're speaking right to me. Right. You take that foundation and then we open up the copy modules and I literally show you how to plug and play everything into that for things like your sales pages, a welcome sequence, website, whatever you need as your business grows. Cause you get lifetime access. So like April, you know, somebody might come in and be like, do that first part. And then they really just need a sales page for something. So mm-hmm. again, it's never my goal that people have to check every single box off the list. Cause you're always using copy for your business. 
So we've structured it to show you like exactly what you might need right now versus what you might need in the future. I actually just had one of our alum, Kim, send me this great message that in a program that she's in, she had to do like a sales page for this thing she was launching and she just used everything from the society and their copy person in there was like shocked. They like didn't have any edits for her sales page. They're mm. like, this is great. Put it out because she had what she'd learned from us. And she was in the program like two years ago. So yeah. my goal is that I give you something you can keep using because you're always going to need copy, but we're really honing in on the messaging first. Cause copy isn't just your writing. It's how you're effectively communicating. If you're on a podcast, somebody asks you what you do, how do we make sure that that's clear? And then we're also looking at like, what are the types of writing that you actually, so we had this whole content creation module that for some people, um, it's taken from the actor world, what we call it, your copy star taken from like, when I was an actor, our agents would send us out, like, were you the quirky best friend? Were you the leading uh, lady? Were you the femme fatale? So I've kind of adopted those for copy personalities and you get to pick there's, there's five, you can be a combo, you can be a triplet. And so once you kind of have your copy star, that helps you understand like what types of copy you're really great at. So for some people, one of the stars is called the hooker with a heart of gold. <laughs> I am the hooker with the heart of gold. And okay. Hooker, I don't want to know what the stars are now. Cause I'm like, Ooh, like, yeah. what am I? So the hooker, tell, I already, us, the, tell yes. us your five different archetypes. Of, the hooker with the heart of gold. Hooker with the, the heart of gold. The Love relentless it. cheerleader, which I think. Oh, is that's what, totally me. Yeah, I already know. That's what you are. The relentless cheerleader. Say, that's totally so me. The nerdtastic leader, which you might have a smidge of as well. Cause you're great. Like when you speak April, you know, you always have like the workbook for people. Like you're really great at breaking down the concepts. I remember when you spoke in Miami, like one of our mastermind people, like in that moment was like created what they needed to go like, oh my gosh, they had it created before they left the building. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, that's April. That's the magic of April right there. Um, Then there's the quirky misfit, which is like, I would say the quirky misfit always has some sort of sidekick, like essential oils, tarot, human design, crystals, you know, and then the red hot trailblazer, which a lot of times people think they are the red hot, like, oh, that's easy. I want to change the world. Of course, I'm the red hot trailblazer. Yeah, we want to be the red hot trailblazer, but I mean, that's not really who we are, personality and Thank how you. we show up. And so in the society, we talk about why it's likely you're not a red hot trailblazer or not a full red hot trailblazer and what that means. So it's likely, April, that you're the relentless cheerleader with like a little smattering of the nerdtastic leader. Yeah. So within there, we go through, like I show you like actors and uh, TV and film characters. So you can like see yourself like in, in this and also what types of kind of copy are showing up really work. So like for the hooker with a heart of gold, doing live video off the cuff, that's where I shine. Yeah. Where the nerdtastic leader is so great at like really breaking things down, like how to, like they're going to have great, like kind of how to post, but they might have to borrow a little bit from the hooker with a heart of gold to like maybe push themselves to do a little bit more like live video. But mm-hmm. we kind of like help you figure that out. Because some people are like, well, I'm not a good writer. So why would I want to be worried about my copy? But it's like, it comes out in everything. What we're doing right now is copy. Yeah, that's such a good point. Like, I think do people do think a lot of times like, oh, I need to be a good writer in order to be to use copywriting. And I'm like, no, you just need to use copywriting for everything that you basically do. And yeah. then, oh, by the way, if you get a little help along the way, you might learn a little bit about how to become a better writer, how to be, you know, like in the process. But if you're writing social media captions, you are a writer. If you are delivering live video, you are a writer because you're writing those words in your head and they're coming out through your mouth. If you're writing emails, if you're writing sales pages, if you're writing pitches, if you're 
writing a, a script for a podcast or a speech or anything, you are a writer, right? Yeah. Like even a speaker, we're, we're writing. So yes, I'm so glad say. you said that because people do not need to be a writer to do this stuff. No, no, it's about, I always say, you know, when you joined, when you came into the online world, you didn't know you had to be like Oprah meets like Charles <laughs> Dickens. Like you had to be like so prolific and it's, but it's, but it's the truth. So it's like, okay, it's not a question of if you're a writer, it's, are you going to get the support you need to show up in your business to be the best kind of writer slash communicator that you're going to be doing anyways? So that's really what our focus is. It's like, let's look at your strengths. Let's look at what's already working. Let's lean into that. And then for those core pieces of copy that everybody needs, website sales pages, like, let me give you a structure mm -hmm. so you can really bang that out and have something you're proud of. But again, the difference I think that makes the society so unique is the first part of the program, because you may be out there listening, like, well, I have this template, but I never used it. And then you start to think, well, maybe you're not a good writer or the person that sold it to you isn't good at what they do. And both are false. The person who sold it to you is great. You're great at what you do. It's because it's not about, if you don't know what to fill in the blanks for the template, this is why we take so much time in the beginning of the program on messaging and on personality so that when you go to open the website module, you actually know what to put in there and you have a, a finished product to show. Yeah, I think it's so important. And I do think that's where the storytelling piece weaves in. Um, you know, I'm always telling my team and we, we talk about this all the time, you know, when we're creating content or we're writing the emails or whatever, you know, and I have a team that will help me. So sometimes they're teeing things up. They'll write something for me to review. And now they do a great job. You know, they, they, they've really learned my voice and they know that this is something I would say. Um, and I'm giving it a final approval anyway. So a lot of times I'll go in and I'll tweak it and I'll, you know, you know, something else, add something else to it. But I always say like, has it been Aprilized, right? Like we have to Aprilize it. So that's a term we will use in our, in our business because it is so important to me. Um, you know, it's just, I don't know, just as I think it's a leadership skill. I think it's just really important that we learn what our voice is and that we get clear on those messages. And we like put that flag in the ground and say, this is who I am. This is who I serve. This is what I stand for. And this is what I'm all about. And these are kind of the flowery things about me. Like I love the color yellow, right? Like I love, you know, positivity and I'm always going to be that cheerleader. And so those are important aspects of things to come out in our copy, in our communication. And the more you do that, I mean, you, you say it in language of become, you know, your message becomes uncopyable or yep. you become an icon. That's another language that you yeah. use. You know, I always say it makes you so magnetic and so bright. You become that bright light that your audience will have no choice, but to flock to you like a fly. I mean, they are going to be so magnetized to you, but that's the key to making that happen. Wouldn't you agree? A hundred percent and letting it like, you know, what'll happen is, is people might create, but then they like, how do we get it out of the copy cave, right? Our copy is only as good as people experience it. You got to let it breathe. You got to let feedback. it breathe. You know, a lot of times in the online world, it's like, if you follow this, you'll be a millionaire tomorrow. And it's like, oh my gosh, no. no. So like, what are the other actual like metrics we're going to like put, how are we going to know if it's working? So a lot of times in the live calls, this is what I'll talk about with people. Okay. If we put this out there, April, how are you going to know it's working? What are going to be those measurements, those small milestones of success? And we also do this thing in the middle of the program. It's called the promo hoe challenge. 
I'm a hooker with a heart of gold. So it's, I love called, it. it's called the promo Ho challenge. It's a 30 day challenge where it's all these like fun kind of tasks to like get your copy out into the world. And it's wild because people will see all these things happen. And one of our alumni said like two challenges ago, he was like, is this like some sort of like woo? Cause he's not, he's a nerdtastic leader in the hooker with a heart of gold combo. So he doesn't have like, any quirky misfit in him, but he was like, is this like some sort of like woo? And I was like, well, no, this is marketing. Like essentially you just gamify you actually putting the copy out there in the world. Yeah. So really also helping you like get it out there and start to see and have that community to like reflect back. Cause I think we often forget too in the state, in this kind of age of like writing for business and conversion copywriting that we also forget that copy at its core is still like an art form. Mm -hmm. It's still an art. So we got to like, let it breathe and give it that, you know, um, give it that place or just because people aren't reacting, like in, we have, we're, we're just very obsessed with like vanity metrics. And it's like, just right. because people aren't or perfectionism, right. Doesn't mean that people aren't watching you in the background or, or viewing or, or, or viewing you. Like when I used to do calls for the coffee confidence society, I don't do it anymore. But when I used to do calls, I was shocked able, cause I would barely recognize the names of people who booked calls. And I'd be like, how do you know that like you wanted me to help you? They're like, oh, I, I watch all your lives. I read yeah. all your emails, but they weren't necessarily the people who were interacting or responding. Absolutely. So remember, it's usually not. No, it's your lurkers. So people will be yeah. like, oh, I'll put this out there and like, nobody cares and nobody's responding. And I'm like, that's not actually like the number one metric we should have. And I understand yeah. why people have that because of the things that we've like have been forced down our throat. So I really try to take a more of an artistic approach and the things that like, you know, we have people in the society, like one of our members, Sheila, used to take her over a week to write an email, one email, and now she can get it down to 45 minutes. Now, is that some like huge money win? No, but that's a massive a time win. win. A time that's massive, win. right? So I'm also just trying to be really real about like the levels of things that this work can work can give you. Um, that I just believe that nothing, I really believe that there's just nothing else that will because copy is just not going out of style. Right. You're always going to need it. Yeah. You're going to need it for so many things. Yeah. Um, it's that it's just overall communication. And, yeah. you know, I think that a lot of people say this, you know, one of the, the biggest skills that we all need to develop as not just to just business owners. I think this is true of just, you know, <laughs> operating in the world, uh, whether you're a, you know, a volunteer in your community or you're, you're doing ministry work or you're, you know, paying, playing in the stay-at-home mom groups or whatever, a skill for developing relationships and connecting really is always going to come back to, and, and growing a business is always going to come back to communication. How do we communicate? And, um, you know, just the, the storytelling piece, the developing relationships piece, the copywriting piece, all of that is interwoven. And, learning that we all need to pay attention to how we use our words, which is yeah. exactly why, you know, everything that you're teaching in, in your world. And, and, um, and I know you have a masterclass coming up. That's literally about like, leave them wanting more yeah. is really how you use your words. And so I, I, we have not just we haven't had a chance on the, on the inside story podcast yet to really dive deeper into copywriting. And I know it's a form of, you know, using our stories, but it goes deeper than that. Even it is just like, really, I love that you have these like archetypes that you, these stars that you've identified because we all do have our unique way of showing up or the things that come out of us naturally, that our value system will also usually drive that. And 
that's a part of getting really clear about our words and the way to use our uh, communications to to influence people, you know, and yeah. to, and to draw people in to your world. And obviously, you've done that so well. Going back to what we started this episode with, which is you built this massive community. They love and adore you. They showed up for you when you were going through a personal struggle, a health, you know, a health crisis. And so it is so much bigger than just building a business, you know, like our words, our power, our words are so much power. So any final, um, I don't know, like, let's leave them with like, if you want to leave people with more, right. Leave them (laughs) wanting more Marisa, how, what, what do you want to say about, you know, encouraging others about the importance of leaning in to developing really good copywriting skills? Yeah, is and maybe oh, using their story along the way. Yeah, is allowing yourself to do this work. Like give yourself the the space to do to to figure out what is that voice? What is that what what is your copy star? What is that messaging? Like, you know, we have, you know, this is the 10th time we're launching the copy confidence study. We've had five, over 500 people go through the program. And what I've watched people do is that once they have this, it sets that foundation for them that you can use again and again. So it's a small amount of time to create a skill that you will continue to hone and use. So just giving yourself that opportunity to, to do it. And I would encourage you, whether it's me, it's another program that you felt drawn to, doing it in a place where you have access to a community so that mm-hmm. you can, because I give it all to you, I promise you, but there's magic that happens like in the live calls that happen every Tuesday, there's an ask me thread people Uh, it's posted on Mondays. I answer it on Tuesdays. There's, we do group breakout sessions. There's the opportunity to like really ask from your peers and get that kind of community feedback. That's really, um, that's really powerful. And again, don't try to jump right to copywriting templates. If your messaging isn't Uh clear just yet, the messaging is where it is, which is where we really focus in the leave them wanting more masterclass. Um, we talk about, I call it the three-part framework to whip up irresistible copy with creativity and chutzpah. And so if you've enjoyed this conversation, we go in depth on the copy stars. We talk about the personality, but we also go, uh, the way we approach messaging inside of the Copy Confidence Society is with a little help from the Ghostbusters, because I think the Ghostbusters have the best messaging ever. You know who you're going to call, you know why you'd call Ghostbusters. them. Ghostbusters. Yes, exactly. And they were that little laser, you know, they get the ghost. The backpacks. Yeah, yep. it's called the proton pack. So the mm-hmm. way that we approach messaging is the Proton Pack Messaging Playbook. So I break down the Proton Pack Messaging Playbook. So the class is a really fun class. Yes, I will offer you an opportunity to join the society. Um, as I said, we only open up the doors twice a year. But I think no matter what you decide, there's lots to take away from coming to the class and starting to just like think through these things in a way, because most copy classes that you go to are just going to try and throw strategies at you. Yeah. But you're not gonna be able to fill those things in if you don't have this thing done. So that's why well, I try to position this to be the focus of the class. And that masterclass is free. So why would, oh, yeah, it, free. Why would you not take it? Why gosh, would you not I offer, it? yeah, for three dates and times, it's not pre-recorded. It's live with me. It's like Broadway. So it's the same class, but you pick which date and time. I, I'm, I'm usually in a different outfit for each one, but we do like to fit our global community. There's like a couple, do two daytime ones, a nighttime one. And yeah, come and hang out with me for 60 minutes and I'll break down the Proton Pack messaging playbook. We'll talk about the copy stars. We'll talk about the six post prompts. I answer questions. I give you an opportunity to join the society, um, which I said, this is a really special one. It's our 10th time launching and it's our final time at this investment. 
when we launch in 2024, we'll raise the price. So this is like kind of like a, this fall is like a, a big deal. A big celebration. I mean, last fall yeah. was a big deal, but it like, you know, I was in a breast right. cancer. Right. You're going through your breast cancer. I was literally now. doing the calls, like, it was, but it was flowery. And yeah. I remember my best friend was being cute. Like, it was Literally. like a hooker with the heart of gold. It is. My best friend was like, why does it look like a crop top? Like you used to wear to the IB, which was our college bar. <laughs> She's like, why is it cute though? I'm like, I don't know. They haven't solved, they haven't cured cancer, but the garment that they gave me after surgery is like real cute. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are going to link up all those things Great. for the, the, for you to take uh, advantage of that free masterclass, as well as how to just connect further with Marisa. Yeah get connected with her online, follow her, get on her email list. You guys, you'll learn so much from getting on her emails because I love getting her emails and learn a lot about copy just by observing how she does it. So thank you so much for being here today and diving a little bit deeper with copywriting, but even more so my friend, like kudos to you for making it through that journey. Um, I love how you just continue to show up sharing stories. I mean, obviously, but you know, so good. So I just love and adore you. And thanks for being with me today. Thanks April. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week on the inside story podcast. Make it a good one. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.